Alexa voice. We will debut the, that for you here in just a little bit. I like the old Alexa voice, actually. Plus, a Michael Cohen story everyone can enjoy. Bipartisan enjoyment. Okay. We had American... Says who? Says me, Joe Getty. Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We had American troops killed in Syria yesterday. Suicide bombing, which both sides of the Syria argument used as, you know, for, for ammunition. Um, Lindsey Graham and Marco Rubio and others went to uh, went to the president and said, hey, we, we need to talk to you. These people died because of you wanting to get out of Syria. Rand Paul, on the other hand, said, I've never been more proud of our president for wanting to get out of Syria. This just shows that we shouldn't be there. Right. Both sides used the same event for an argument. I will once again quote, because I'm on the get-out-of-Syria side of this, just my opinion. Robert S. Ford, who was the ambassador to Syria under Obama, said, um, We can still strike terrorist targets, ISIS, from the air. The limited nature of our ground presence is not going to force Iran out. It's not going to have anything to do with Assad versus the rebellion. There's nothing we can accomplish other than getting some of our troops killed. Which is the same thing Mike Lyons said, basically. Yeah, yep, our uh, military uh, analyst and friend, Mike Lyons. Uh, protecting the Kurds is the one uh, thing I would throw into that mix that he didn't address. Because if uh, Erdogan and the Turks come down and slaughter the Kurds, and we let that happen, man, nobody's going to trust us okay, for well, 150 let's just, years. Let's just have the cards on the table then, and we'll discuss that. But if, yeah, right. if we have troops there to protect the Kurds, let's, let's say that out loud. Mm-hmm. And then discuss that and decide as a country whether or not we want to do that. But you're here, and then have Congress vote on it. Just kind of a mishmash of defeating ISIS or stabilizing Syria or whatever. Right. Well, and soldiers can't shoot ideologies. We've got them more or less wiped out militarily. Soldiers kill people and break stuff. And their job is essentially done. Defeating the ideology is going to take the locals. So, yeah, I, I have a great deal of sympathy for your argument. Oh, and one other thing on that. I'm glad CBS this morning is going big on the Syria story. Um, I haven't seen it on the other channels. I haven't watched them as much. But CBS does, in the morning, they do that sort of story. Um, Good Morning American Today Show, don't do it near as much. On your cable news channels, it gets almost completely ignored. And by almost, I mean sometimes completely ignored. Just doesn't even come up right. on your MSNBCs and your CNNs, where Fox will have it as a lead story. Hey, a bunch of our guys who are fighting a war, you might have forgotten about this, died today. Right? How do we feel about this? And the policy doesn't make the news on your anti-Trump channels, because all they want to talk about is Trump and collusion. Fine. You think that's a giant story? Fine. It is. To you, I guess. But you got to mention this stuff. And you can knock Fox all that all you want, I guess, if you're a Fox hater. But at least they cover when soldiers die. Right. It's so frustrating to me right. that it's not even part of the Brian Williams story. Hey, and listen, another know- day of living under the Trump dictatorship. Right. The new Hitler collusion. Uh, and apologies because I know we have a lot to get to, but I want to throw something in because every time I, I bring that up, that that the military kills people and breaks stuff, I get indignant. Uh, emails. We get indignant emails from folks who who know and love uh, folks in the military or military families or something like that. Number one, both of us are from military families, and we have enormous respect and aff- uh, respect and affection for the military, and have li- raised literally millions of dollars to help military families. I say that because there are those in political power who want to use 
our soldiers for everything from politics to nation building to willing to winning hearts and minds and frequently stick them into situations where all they can do is get hurt and killed and will never accomplish the vague you know pie in the sky notions of the politicians i say that <clears throat> because i don't want our fighting men to be misused a military is a military, and they do incredible charitable works and park offshore and help victims of famine and tsunamis and all that stuff. I'm well aware of that. Before we get to the new Alexa voice from the So You Want to Be Famous file. So you want to be famous. Some guy or girl, they haven't stipulated which, I'm thinking it's an ex-boyfriend of Lauren Sanchez, that would be Jeff Bezos' new girlfriend. Oh, yeah. That he left his wife for. Mm. Um, some ex of hers, his new girlfriend, says Bezos would be stupid to marry her. Oh. And did an interview with the National Enquirer yeah. about all her train wreck things she's done in her life. Who knows whether they're true or not. Could be a jilted ex-lover. Oh, you don't know. Boy. But so you want to be famous. Now your new girlfriend and her entire dating past is a story somewhere. Well, the New York Post picked it up and it got reported other places. Yes, John? I would just end the sentence without her at the end of it. Jeff Bezos is stupid to get married at this point. Like, <laughs> I, I don't, hey, how's it going to, I don't know, just be careful, just Jeff. hang out. So yeah. she has been, just his, be the richest guy uh, in America. His, uh, his, his new girlfriend has been engaged four times. Oh, boy. That's generally a sign of something. Oh, boy. And never married any of them. Oh, boy. Four times. That's, that, that, I'm done. Uh, Your Honor, with all due respect, I've polled the jury and we have enough evidence. She has a child with Tony Gonzalez, former tight end, Hall of Famer this year. Um, Current uh, booth guy and really good at it. She had a tendency to go from a celebrity athlete to celebrity uh, game show host to different celebrity athlete sort of lifestyle. Oh, boy. So that's the the world Jeff Bezos is stepping in. Oh, boy. Good luck with that. Yeah. Hey, here's here's one for you. Oh, is this more on Bezos, or no? Okay, I've got just another. So you want to be famous? Oh, you do. Yeah. After, uh, after, we'll, all right, go just ahead. real quickly. Could there be any more? I'm not going to think about that. I'm not going to think about that. I'm not going to think about that while you're constantly thinking about it. Then your new honey Zach says, "Brother, I'm warning you." <laughs> He is going to be the quarterback of your team, you hope, uh, in the NFL someday. Big deal. So he and Clemson, the whole Clemson football team, went to the White House the other day and ate fast food. Yes. We talked about that story. Trump served them uh, Burger King, McDonald's, and Kentucky Fried Chicken. And pizza. (laughs) Unspecified pizza. Why does the pizza joint get no love? I'm a pizza guy. And a lot of the football players seem to actually like it. Well, this quote was floating around. You may have forwarded it yourself from Trevor Lawrence, the young quarterback. President Trump got all our favorite foods. It was the best meal we've ever had. Then we go and see the coastal elite media trashing it for not being organic vegan. We're football players, not bloggers. This was a perfect blue-collar party. And that was uh, shared 1.8 million times in like an hour. Way to go, dude. Way to stand up. It was fake. 
Fake. All fake. Yeah. Put out by the Russians or who knows yep. what. Yep. Just trying to drive another wedge between... Or the Belarusians. <laughs> but or the Prussians. <laughs> or, or the Prussians. <laughs> but, uh, and so then he came out and said, I never said that. Yeah, right. So you want to be famous. Yeah, no. Alexa, play me the new... No, Alexa, play me the old Alexa voice. What you used to sound like. Royal Bride's personalized wedding touches strike a chord. With two blockbuster British royal weddings this year and an enduring okay. fascination with the Brits, American brides craving a regal look. Okay, so that's the old Alexa voice. Yes. If you have a Amazon Echo, you know what she sounds like. I think that's perfectly pleasant. I don't know why they even change it. But so this is the new Alexa voice. Royal brides' personalized wedding touches strike a chord. With two blockbuster British royal weddings this year and an enduring fascination with the Brits, American brides craving not sure a regal I look. A difference. With... Yeah, it's better. It's subtly better. It's more natural. Well, it's the selection is so it's specifically designed to be their news voice. So this is News Alexa, and, okay. it, and they took oh. like like ten twenty percent of the robotic nature of the voice away. Here, I'll, I'll play the old one here. Royal brides' personalized wedding touches strike a chord. And here's the new one. Royal brides' personalized wedding touches strike a chord. I just thought of something. It would have been a funny comedy bit if I'd have thought of it earlier. I say, and here's the new election. You play that Roseanne Barr clip we have. I thought that would have been a hilarious comedy bit. <laughs> All right, so they're working on That's the artificial voice. And, and soon they'll have that technology down so well, you'll get a phone call that appears to be from your spouse on your phone, and it will be their voice, and they'll ask you things and tell you things, and you'll reply. While the uh, Russian mob or somebody is taping it to humiliate you or take your money. Yeah. I'll bet within five years you, I could have my wife speak into the computer for uh, two minutes. Right. And then it could simulate her voice for everything. Right. Right. And then you'll just it'll speak to you in your mom's voice or your wife's voice or your son's voice or whatever. Huh. I'll bet that happens. Yeah. Well, that'll be weird. Yeah. God, we can all prank each other with oh, our... Please. Oof. Hello, Jack. Your dad and I are sitting around getting stoned and thought we ought to call and say hello. And you'll be like, wait, what, what, Mom? <laughs> Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. I'll play the old one here. Royal Bride's personalized wedding touches strike a chord. And here's the new one. I thought the bitch was white! <laughs> That's the way the bit would have gone if I'd have thought of it ahead of time. Would have been shocking and hilarious. <laughs> that is not the new Alexa voice. So I've been longing for this. Uh, I am absolutely open to discussions of the proper way to craft and enforce immigration law, and different people have different views, and we're all going to have to come together as a nation if we ever get a handle on this beast and and figure out what we want to do. Great, super, fine. But I don't appreciate people lying and whipping up racial hatred when they don't mean what they're talking about. And there have been a couple of questions I've really wanted to put to Nancy Pelosi, for instance, and Beto O'Rourke, who's constantly trying to whip up racial angst whenever anybody talks about immigration policy. Brett Baer had Steny Hoyer, who's the number two, no pun intended, no uh, shot intended. Uh, he's the, the second most powerful Democrat in the House of Representatives at this point. He's the majority leader. 
Uh, Brett Baer of Fox News asked Steny Hoyer about a number of wall-related, shutdown-related, immigration-related uh, topics, and he asked some of those questions I've been dying to hear. What about the people who turn to you and Speaker Pelosi and say, put something on the table, compromise with something, so that the balls move down the field? Well, we're prepared to do that. And very frankly, Brett, we have supported uh, a lot of resources and expansion uh, of the border security personnel, border security technology, uh, all sorts of things that have been designed to make the border more secure. And we're prepared to do so, and we said that down at the White House. Um, Unfortunately, the focus has been on one issue, uh, and that's made it very, very difficult to uh, uh, discuss alternatives, ways of securing the border. We don't think the wall works. As you know, an awful lot of Republicans didn't uh, don't think the wall will work as well. And as you know, the Republicans didn't offer a bill uh, on the floor until December 20th, uh, almost before the year was over, on border security. But uh, we're prepared and want to see uh, good, effective uh, border security protect Americans and uh, stop drugs and uh, illegal contraband from coming into the country. Well, here is the Speaker and the Senate Majority Leader today. The nation. It's a wall between reality and his constituents, his supporters. The Speaker has recently defined a brand new dogma for the Democratic Party. Actually enforcing our immigration laws with the help of physical barriers is, quote, and immorality. It seems like Democrats are happy to take their cues from the gentlelady from San Francisco and her extreme. All right, now we're getting down to the main question. Go ahead. And do you agree with that, Mr. No. Leader? But, uh, with that, the guy I just heard was Senator McConnell. I no, don't agree. I don't agree with that. Uh, look, I don't think this is an issue of morality. It's an issue of uh, does it work? And uh, All right, Senator so Cornyn, you can pause that and jump to the next question, Sean. He denies repeatedly that it's not about morality. It's it's not a question of walls being immoral. Well, his own speaker so, has said that repeatedly. Yeah, like give, like she's been given a chance to walk that back, and she's st- sticking with it. Right, right. Let me know when you get to the next question, Sean. Um, and and. It just it, it bothers me because, you know, you can make all sorts of weird political arguments and strategic arguments and accuse people of various stuff, and it's okay. But trying to whip up racial slash ethnic uh, animus and hatred in this country is particularly, it's it, well, it, that is immoral. To me, offense isn't immoral. Whipping up people's racial uh, feelings is, is immoral. All right, go ahead. Next question. Wall is, uh, that protects people is not immoral. I you think have the issue is whether it works. You have all kinds of Democrats speaking out about the wall. Yes. Uh, Beto O'Rourke, congressman uh, who may be running for president, who knows, uh, said that wall in itself is a racist reaction to a racist myth that does not reflect the reality of this country at all. Do you think a wall or barrier is racist? Look, uh, Brett. Uh, 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 listen, uh, Mr. Leader, here's I, the, I don't the bottom talk line. In the, I don't talk in those terms. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's the way we ought to look at it. Again, the reason I mentioned Republicans 
senators and, and House members and the fact that the House didn't bring a bill to the floor uh, until uh, there were 10 days left in the year uh, is because there are an awful lot of people who just believe a wall in and of itself will not work and okay. the wall is not the best place to spend money. That's what I believe. So for the people who are living in those border states, especially with some barrier that has been constructed, would you remove those existing barriers because you say they don't work? No. No. So they work there. Brett, let me tell you, you say the people who live on the border area, you talk to the people along the Rio Grande. Okay. Particularly- All right. And then he, he uh, engages in a long-winded politician speak. A bunch of words come out of his mouth meaning nothing. So you got the number two most powerful guy in the House of Representatives says, no, walls are not immoral in and of themselves. No, a wall is not racist. And three, yeah, walls work. So what are we? What is the government shut down over? It's denying the president his big, loud, sometimes silly campaign promise, and that's it. And NPR, for instance, I'd like to get to whoever's their head guy and say to him, "Hey, look, you keep saying arguing about building President Trump's wall." which is a phrase deliberately designed to evoke an image of a border-to-border gigantic wall. What we're talking about right now is not President Trump's wall. It's a few dollars for a few fences in a few places. A couple of those questions are really obvious that all of us have been howling about for weeks now. Well, is it immoral? And what about the walls already up? That's the first time anybody really in, in charge has been asked because the mainstream media doesn't ask those obvious questions. Yeah. Nobody on Meet the Press or Face the Nation right. has asked anybody those obvious questions. Which is inexcusable. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, a back and forth over the State of the Union continuing. we got another brick and mortar in big trouble and Netflix losing billions a year. Oh, really? Wow. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Yo, yo, yo. No, so that's my catchphrase, yo, yo, yo. Didn't really take off in 2018 like I was hoping. Shockingly. I'm going to do a relaunch. Oh, boy. So maybe a repackaging. <laughs> yeah. doubling down. A rebrand. You see, I, I think it's a messaging problem, as presidents often say. I think the policy is good. Having people running around saying yo, yo, yo. Or wearing t-shirts or hats or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah sure. Great. Songs, clubs, etc. Let's it, get the news now. Tequila brands, probably. <laughs> right. All right, a tequila brand. <laughs> Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the gavotte goes on. The dance continues. The White House is reportedly looking to go around Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi for a State of the Union invite. In a letter to Trump yesterday, Pelosi said the annual speech should be delayed until after the partial government shutdown is resolved. CBS News is reporting the White House is discussing whether it's possible for Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell to invite Trump to deliver the address. Are are we certain democracy is the worst form of government? (laughs) Except for all those that have been tried. Are we positive of that? Can we dig up Churchill and ask him to reconsider? (laughs) 
Aides have reportedly told the president that Pelosi may be worried that Trump will use the big speech to rally the nation behind his demand for a border wall or barricade. Well, of course he will. Yeah. It's become a political rah-rah event. Yep. It's been that way for years. And it's... Um, you lie! And, and the, uh, the edge goes to the president in the State of the Union address, no doubt. Even though there's a, a rebuttal, it always gets mocked and is horrible. It's it's a great moment for presidents. I can understand why they like it. And she just doesn't want him to have that platform. Right. Well, with all So this, she's making crap up. Hey, news media, right. you like to live fact check? Fact check Nancy Pelosi on this whole security thing. With all this turmoil going on, time, I think, to check in for a one-word market report from Positive Sean. The markets are listless. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, me, it, hey, me too. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's okay, but yeah, just not a lot of energy there. Do we get the markets? Take a nap. We get the markets we deserve. I'm listless myself. <laughs> <laughs> the head of the World Health Organization has ordered an internal investigation into allegations that the UN Health Agency is rife with racism, sexism, and corruption. I'm that, sorry, I was daydreaming. What's rife with that? The uh, World Health Organization. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Go on. The uh, that's coming. racism, sexism, and what else? And corruption. That's, Corruption doesn't surprise me. That's coming after a series of anonymous emails with the explosive charges were sent to top WHO managers last year. This would be another one of those worldwide organizations that uh, tell us all how to live and what to do all the time. Sure. Children's clothing chain Jimboree is filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. Oh, man. Back when my kids were little, we, we threw down some coin at the old Jimboree. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In its uh, filing late yesterday, the company says it's going to be closing 800 Jimboree and Crazy 8 stores in the U.S. Maybe they can open up a kiosk inside of Sears. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Crazy 8, I don't know. What's that? Uh, Are there one of the eight-year-olds or something? Are there little branches for little children, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, password sharing. Password sharing is costing Netflix billions. Mm. Netflix may have just announced a price increase, but it turns out that increase would have to be a lot higher to offset the cost of customers sharing their passwords. I've never done that. Is it? How hard is it to do? Sean? Oh, not at all. Yep. You ask, hey, Sean, what's your yep. password? And, and I tell it him, because I don't right. care. And you punch it in. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> Apple manages to limit, the, for instance, I, Apple Music to five devices or whatever it is. Um, I'm not sure why Netflix can't. Oh, they don't limit yeah. devices? I just assumed they did. Not that I'm aware of. Oh. Or not enough. Maybe they're a little too generous. Gotcha. So everybody has two friends to glom on. Mm. We were glomming on to my daughter's friend's uh, uh, Hulu account for a while, but I just signed out of it last night. Wow. You're defrauding an innkeeper or some crime. <laughs> really? Well, I make up these stories just moderator or something. I, I didn't mean that. I didn't actually do it. I was just I'm, trying to entertain people. I'm one of those people that felony? I'm one of those people that has <laughs> signs up for a lot of subscriptions and then forgets about them or hardly uses right. them. Like right. I have Hulu and Netflix. I've watched an hour of Hulu in the last year. Oh boy. Um, I, I got to get better at that. You got those stacks of Cosmopolitan magazines next to your toilet. <laughs> right. You never even open them. <laughs> Study from CordCutting.com found that all this sharing means Netflix is losing out on more than $2 billion in revenue a year. However, they go on to say it's really doubtful, uh, doubtful that Netflix is going to start policing password sharing because the company's CEO believes password sharing is the first step 
for the company to win over another user. I have never done this, and I like to pretend that uh, you know that I'm better than other people because I've never stolen any Netflix or downloaded any illegal music or any of that sort of thing. I'm tr- but I'm trying to make up for the two years of free cable I had once. <laughs> when the cable guy showed up at my house and said he'd hook up everything... And uh, if, if I'd give him 50 bucks, he'd hook up everything and then tell them that I wasn't home. And I would just have it for free. Yeah, boy, that was back in the day when you could do that. So I gave him $50, and he hooked up everything, your HBOs, your Showtimes, and everything. And then he went out to his van. He said, I'm going to call your phone. Don't answer it. Right. So he called the phone, so it showed up back on their log that he tried to call, and I wasn't home. Wow. So they just wrote me off as a non-customer. Jack, wow. that man was a criminal. And you allowed him to draw you into his web of deceit. He also offered me some whiskey. It was like 8 o'clock in the morning. Did he bat his eyelashes at you? No, he had a bottle of whiskey in his car. Just, I'm going to need you to let me know next time you encounter my spirit animal. <laughs> he was just a ne'er-do-well. Wow. Did you drink the whiskey? No. <laughs> but um, you, end but up, you engaged in the thievery. I did, and, uh, and that's why I'm uh, really, really trying to make up for that with karma of uh, not cheating with Netflix or anything else. How old were you? Because my harsh judgment is on a sliding scale. At the time, I did it 29, I think. 29? Ooh, that's into medium-high harsh. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say 23 or something. No, no, no. Uh, Speaking of Netflix, Steve Carell is uh, starring in a brand-new Netflix comedy series about President Trump's proposed Space Force. Oh, boy. Oddly enough, it's titled Space Force. And it's going to be about a group of people tasked with creating a sixth branch of the military to protect the U.S. in outer space. He's re-teaming up with the guy that uh, redid The Office, the American version of The Office. These two guys are behind it. That's Rap Veteran News. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Oh, Squawky, Squawky. Will we straighten out to ship a state and get it sailing in the right direction again? What was my crime exactly since, you know, he hooked it up and everything like that? Uh, Knowingly accepting stolen goods? Uh, Sure, yeah. Receiving stolen goods and conspiracy. Assuming this was a true story. Of course, I made this up for the radio. Naturally. Because we have to entertain people. but uh, Probably some RICO violations in there, too. Right, exactly. Uh Yeah. And if I transported something across state lines, it's probably a federal crime. Certainly. Entertainment content. That didn't come from your city. If you ever, say, wandered into Missouri and told them about something you'd seen on cable... That would make it a federal crime. <laughs> that, that's when I that's when I had zero furniture in a sixty four inch television. Back when that was a big deal. Back when nobody had a forty inch television. Right. But uh, right. no furniture. Sitting on the floor, watching a ginormous television that cost as much as a car. <laughs> and that was back when one of those TVs were like four feet thick. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was like the size of one of those tiny homes. Yeah. <laughs> you actually had to move your head back and forth oh, to watch. Yeah. A conversation on your giant TV. Uh, in the nice place I lived, yeah. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, who is Cardi B? Uh, Cardi B is a uh, a rapper, uh, 
Why do I know her? What did she do that I know her? Did she get in a fight with somebody? Uh, <laughs> yes, she did. That's one reason why you might know her. Her and Nicki Minaj, I believe, got into a fight right. at an award show. Right, uh, an she actual is, fist fight. She is featured in our opening of the show, I believe, with talking about she's curious at what the government is doing with her effing tax money. Right, which is a question we all ask. Yeah. Right, um, right. Uh, but yeah, it came onto the scene probably two-ish, three right, years ago. Right, that's plenty. Okay. plenty I, I want to give it some day. background, some relevance, some something I know. Well, when something is confusing, and, and partisan happens as the current government shut down. I find myself wondering, what do America's plucky woman rappers have to we say? We need a warning on this. Oh, thing. here's a warning. This is pretty salty. Yeah, we bleeped it, but it's still pretty hard. Mm. Hey, y'all. I just want to remind y'all because it's been a little bit over three weeks. Okay? It's been a little bit over three weeks. Trump is now ordering, as in summoning, federal government workers to go back to work Without getting paid. Now, I don't want to hear y'all motherfuckers talking about, oh, but Obama shut down the government for 17 days. Yeah, bitch, for health care. So your grandma could check her blood pressure, and you bitch could go check your <laughs> the gynecologist with no motherfucking problem. Now, I know a lot of y'all don't care because y'all don't work for the government, or y'all probably don't even have a job, but this is really serious, bro. This is crazy. Like, our, our country is in a hellhole right now. All for football. And we really need to take this serious. We, I feel like we need to take some action. I don't know what type of action, bitch, because this is not what I do. But I'm scared. <laughs> this is crazy. And I really feel bad for these people that got to go to work to not get motherfucking paid. I would not phrase it exactly oh, like up. that. Oh, oh, Mr. President, <laughs> sir. Don't, I don't know. Don't what punch we, down, sir. I don't know what we should do because this is not my thing. But... <laughs> Right. Well, I wouldn't phrase it like that exactly, but I feel bad for a lot of those federal employees, too. Uh, I think everybody does. And if if the, the government had a conscience, they'd, you know, uh, get her done. Give me 20 minutes. Ten randomly chosen Americans. 20 minutes. I'll get an agreement. We get the government going. I swear I mean that. You know, it's never going to happen, but it'd be easy. I don't think Trump's doing a good job of fighting back on this. I really don't think he I is. I don't think so either. I think his messaging is, is not good. Not great. I, I think he has the winning hand. He should. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed. Um, it's like when you're rooting for a boxer, perhaps, perhaps that uh, one-armed uh, Filipino gentleman who fought Floyd Mayweather and I paid money to see uh, back a couple of years ago. Still bitter. Still bitter. Still bitter. It's a boxing match. Perhaps you'd like to punch each other. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, a little be- a bonus, a bonus mailbag. We usually do this feature a uh, different hour of the show, uh, but we got so many really good emails, I wanted to drop a few in. You can email us anytime you want, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Maybe you have an opinion you want to share, an experience, uh, you see something we really ought to be talking about. You all are great at finding that stuff, so mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I'm going to start with this one. You know what? I, he's oh oh. This gentleman is retired, um, so we can go ahead and use his name. It's Daniel. Uh, he says, "Guys, just wanted to know. I'm a furloughed Coast Guard civilian who is a 25 year veteran of the U.S. Army, 100 percent disabled veteran. My son is a Coast Guard PO who is currently in Coast Guard Officer Candidate School in New London, Connecticut. His wife is a Coast Guard PO station PO. Pissed off." Uh, officer, petty officer, petty officer, officer? yeah, petty officer, I think, yeah, okay, thanks, sorry, um, uh, so, uh, son is a Coast Guard uh, officer candidate, wife is a Coast Guard PO stationed in Mobile, Alabama, son-in-law, Coast Guard POs deployed to the shipyard, 
We all support President Trump in the defense of our nation. We will hunker down and take care of each other as families have since our country was founded. Wow. Good one. Wow. And he's been a friend of Armstrong and Getty since 1999, still waiting for his oven mitts. (laughs) Daniel, we had them shipped to your last assignment. They didn't get forwarded? Well, we'll look into that. But thank you very much for the note. Quick text. Pay the Coast Guard. Quick text. Bet you Cardi B has a wall around her house. Probably true. There's probably a truth to that, yes. And armed guards. Uh, Let's see. This is from David. Don't you just love all the ruckus in the British Parliament? Oh, American Congress won't even let the POTUS come address them. And the Brits are like, yeah, no, yeah, no. Love it. Oh, that's it. I think all of us have really been enjoying the clips of the British Parliament lately. Sean, I'm sorry, I should have warned you. If you could come up with any of those, that'd be delightful. Uh, really enjoying following the Brexit thing. Not because it matters that much, I think, in the near term, but I think and in, the more you know about British politics, the more you know true this is. I, I'm orderly over here. Uh, that guy's actually really interesting. He's been reelected over and over and over again as the Speaker of the House, as it were, the Speaker of the Parliament. He's the son of a used car salesman. He's like a rugged North Londoner, working class guy, but he's great at his job. So anyway, you think it might mean so? I I think it's the most important thing probably going on in the world beneath Brexit, right. beneath Trump, beneath Macron, is a population of people in Western civilization that aren't happy. Well, aren't happy. I might just start there. It might not all be government stuff. Some of it might be all the crazy social media, internet world, affluence, whatever else. But there's a lot of people that just aren't happy with their lot in life. Right. There's gonna be some, and it's gonna, it's, it's gonna last way beyond Brexit, Trump, and Macron. And I think the group of people who are specifically dissatisfied what, with with government and what it's doing for them and to them is pretty big. Sure. It, this Brexit thing has caused earthquakes in British government. Just because, and we touched on this earlier, you know, if your party gets power, you get the executive branch. And it used to be, once you get the executive branch, all the uh, all the, the, the MPs in your party, they march in lockstep. They don't dare go against the leadership. They don't vote against you. There aren't issues that go across party lines. It's just not the way Britain works. But now it is. Now a bunch of the, the members of parliament or MPs are saying, yeah, I know I'm supposed to vote for this, but the folks back home hate hate uh, being in the EU. So screw you. I'm voting. Uh, I'm voting in favor of Brexit in a way that's never been seen before in Britain, or at least not in many many generations. So that's really interesting. Where it ends, nobody knows. Uh, oh, uh, here's a nice note from uh, Ben in Phoenix, uh, talking about the hundred uh, year anniversary of prohibition. Yes, that was yesterday. Yeah. And I celebrated in my usual fashion by violating prohibition. What I think is amazing about the anniversary of... Did you drink bathtub gin? (laughs) No, actually, it was a uh, delightful Barbera. That's a wine. It's uh, red wine. Washed down a little leftover beef stew my wife made. That was really good. Really good. Jack, the flavors made friends in the fridge overnight. We had chili. Nice. Another oh, fine wintry winter's eve. Oh yeah. Forced my oldest to eat three bites. Which he acted like was being waterboarded or something. Got <laughs> kids in their food. Oh I know. I know. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. They they taste differently than adults. I so understand, but on some foods, I mean, we're not make you eat your food people, but right. he's getting on to be nine. He hasn't he's only tried like two things. Oh boy. His whole life. Oh boy. <laughs> you gotta expand a little here. Right. What are the two things? Uh, 
grilled cheese and hot dogs. Pretty much, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, there was a period when my little brother, who is now a uh, naval officer of high rank, uh, would eat only hot dogs and pink milk. Strawberry milk. That was <laughs> it. Wow. Breakfast, <laughs> lunch, and dinner. That doesn't sound very healthy either. And my mom was beside herself because she'd already raised my sister and I. And my little brother's six and a half years younger than me or so, roughly. Um, and... Uh, and she was like, I thought I was good at this, and I'm afraid he's going to die. And she brought him to the doctor, and the doctor said, hey, he'll be fine. <laughs> he'll start eating other stuff eventually. He'll be fine. Turns out he's fine. Uh, anyway, where, where were we? Ah, yes, uh, Ben uh, in Phoenix. What's most amazing about the anniversary of Prohibition is how far we've come in 100 years. These people were mostly religious and prissy. We are now mostly irreverent and contrary. Both of those great original air names, he found out, yeah. <laughs> When we were religious and prissy, our show was very different than it is now. <laughs> no kidding. Um, we wore bow ties for one. This is, uh, this is my favorite part of it. Um, he's a teacher, and he likes to bring up historical uh, topics. And he, he, he brought up the national debt to the students. And it doesn't, I'm not sure what level. I'm getting the idea it's high school, maybe middle school. But he brought up the national debt and what it means and who's going to pay it and tried to get students to understand what $21 trillion means. Um, and they, they were outraged. They couldn't begin to fathom why it isn't a bigger deal in the news. Well, I'm with you. Yeah, we're with you too, Ben, as you know. You can have entire presidential elections where it doesn't come up. Right. Even as we steal... Well, it's the greatest theft in the history of mankind. And it's not from one people to another, one kingdom to another. It's from several generations stealing from the next few generations. And it is utterly unforgivable. Uh, but thanks for that note, Ben. Keep uh, educating those kids. Interesting. Uh, let's see. Well, I hear the uh, cheery little music going, which means we probably don't have much more time. So we'll leave it there. Uh, perspective officer is what PO means in the uh, Coast Guard. If I for see. some reason, you ever end up in trivial pursuit. And Easy with the jargon, son. <laughs> we can't keep track of the jargon of every single, uh, you know. Military people love their jargon, they I'll do. tell you that. Got they do. Board. God bless them. <laughs> <laughs> They'll roll on with your jargon. You have no idea what they're talking about. Hey. Mm. Thanks for your service. Right. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.